Hello, my dears. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back with another moment for chronic wellness. Thank you so much for joining me. I am glad to be back with you after an unexpected hiatus. I had some technical difficulties with my video posting last week, so thanks for hanging in here with me. I am back after a two-week break having had surgery two weeks ago to remove my power port. So I had surgery um, right here to take this little device out of my body. So that is a power port, my friends. Uh, so this little part sat just under my skin right here. And this little plastic doolally ran up through my neck. And uh, it was a way to put a needle in right there and run intravenous medication in through my body without having to access my veins, which are in particularly bad shape. And uh, using a power port, you can also run IV medications through at a faster rate. Uh, you can also do large bore needle drug, uh, blood pulls. So when I was on the transplant list, uh, they would routinely do blood draws when I was up for my transplant appointments. And um, it was 28 vials of blood <laughs> that the uh, port nurse would regularly take out of my port when I was up in Seattle for those appointments. So. Uh, it's a very handy device for those of us who need it. And um, I sure am sorry that my second attempt at a port caused blood clots and means that I won't get to use one for the foreseeable future. Um, it now means that the IV meds that I take were trying to find another option for um, my medication, which is called uh, Rituxan or Rituximab, is a chemotherapy drug and it is about to be made in generic form. So in order to make the very most money, they have now come up with an injectable version rather than an IV version. So it's considered subcutaneous because it's administered uh, by a shot or injection. And uh, unfortunately, at this point in time, the dosing for that is only worked out for cancer patients. They've not worked out a rheumatological dosing of the subcutaneous version of Rituxan. But my doctors are agitating for me to um, try using the subcutaneous version, even though we don't fully know what my dose or frequency would need to be of that drug so that we don't have to use my already stressed out veins and so that we can administer the medication without going through my veins, which also still have some blood clots in them and therefore run the risk of disrupting any of those blood clots during my IV administration. So those are some of the things happening. Um, I 
seem to be recovering well from the surgery. Uh, because I'm only at two weeks, we are not yet out of the woods for the potential to develop blood clots. But as I said, I am on blood thinners, so that hopefully will keep me from presenting any blood clots with this surgery. But until I'm sort of four to six weeks out from the surgery, I'm not yet out of the woods completely on that possibility. So we are watching and remaining positive. Um, how about you? Are you on blood thinners? Have you ever had clots because of a surgery? Do you have a power port? Have you had to have a power port removed? These are the things I'm thinking about and wondering about. And as ever, I would love to hear from you here or on one of my social channels. And I just want to remind you that I am doing IG lives on Monday afternoons at 3.30 Pacific time uh, with my dear friend and colleague, Jenny Walters, who is a therapist. And we talk about something different every Monday for about half an hour, but always about how um, life impacts sensitive people. So join us there if you would. Uh, send me a comment or question to talk about here. And as ever, I am so grateful for your time and attention. Thank you for spending a bit of it here with me. Until we're together again, I hope that you and yours are remaining positive and buoyant and finding things to make your body feel good or at the very least, your heart and your spirit thrive. Be well.